3: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
4: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all.
2: For 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
6: From the center of the galaxy and a cold Burbank, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Kevin Abson.
5: I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and I'm swaddled in multiple sweaters.
3: And
7: I'm chilly Jennifer Landa with a cup of calf.
6: <laughs> and look, a lot of you out there have the right to maybe poke a little fun, though. Joseph has the credibility of being a cold weather kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we West Coasters, uh, it's at the time of this recording. it's 46 degrees where I am <gasps> right now. All right. And I have an old house, so it's like 30 degrees in the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're broadcasting from Hoth today is uh, uh, we broadcast from the middle of the holiday season uh, talking about breaking news from a long time ago and we have a a special look back uh, a long time ago, uh, seven years ago. We have some cool award news, some trailers, a lot coming our way. Before we get to all that today, we, as always, want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for iPhone and Android Kindle or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have our Four center recommends a book we think you should download on a plane when you're traveling back home to family to listen on us. Uh, we also uh, have a, a current ask, and we have already got some suggestions on maybe what the ask logo or theme song would be. I've seen some of that, <laughs> uh, uh, Joseph. Uh, we we're working on the, uh, building our YouTube presence. There, uh, do you want to you want to ask? Do you want to take the ask and ask
4: today?
5: I certainly want to. I watched so many subscriber asks on PBS Breaks uh, in between episodes of Doctor Who on PBS in freezing cold Minneapolis, Minnesota where I grew up. Uh, Yeah, so we are definitely building on YouTube. We've got some uh, fun things coming and we want as uh, many eyes and ears on YouTube to join us as we try to expand over there. So we had been asking for 6,500 subscribers and we blew that away very, very quickly so then we made a big leap to asking for 7,000 subscribers. Since we've been asking, we've jumped up uh, over 100. Uh, So if you are a listener who also spends time on YouTube, or if you're a listener who wants to try out YouTube, or if you're just a listener who like, I'm never going to watch YouTube, but I'll click that button. We would love (laughs) to have your help. So
6: try to help us get to 7,000. Yes, yes. And cool things are coming. We've got some new content that's YouTube only on the way in the new year. Uh, We got some cool stuff, but also the live Q&As and we got one this Friday. That's right. Uh, December 16th, 4 p.m. Pacific. We have a live Q&A. Joseph and I usually sit down, pour some drinks, answer your questions live. And we do want to acknowledge we understand we have a lot of listeners in other parts of the world where we're not not everyone in California. And uh, next year, we're going to look on having some uh, extra times to be live uh, where, you know, you, you and uh, the UK can listen at a, at a more convenient time. We're aware of that. Uh, but for right now, 4 p.m. Pacific this Friday. All right, trailer madness is almost here for the news. But before we do that, we always want to catch up with life and Star Wars adventures, and often they intersect. Jen, I know you're uh, battling another uh, another sickness in the house. Uh, as <laughs> is the holiday season one with children. <laughs> now, how's things going
7: for you? Yes, yes, tis the season for sickness. Um, in terms of Star Wars, you know, the usual family stuff, playing with Grogu and things like that. But <laughs> I thought, I thought about it and I was like, you know, I've been really immersed in the world of Willow lately. And even though that's not Star Wars, uh, it is Lucasfilm and Star Wars adjacent, as I'm calling it. Uh, and I'm just, I am mm-hmm. loving this show. I am loving seeing Aaron Kellyman having a bigger role. Uh, mm-hmm. delighted to see Warwick Davis back, reprising his role. It's just been a really fun, um, show to get immersed in a new world, a new canon. Um, and it's fun not knowing, like, you know, seeing things or storylines and not being able to look on Wikipedia and go, wait, do I remember that from this episode of the Clone Wars? No, it's all brand new for the most part. Um, and I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying the unknown.
6: Yeah. No, I'm having a lot of fun with Willow. We are reviewing it over on Casterly Talk, but uh, I'm not part of those reviews because I kind of wanted to pull back and just enjoy this uh, show in a different way. I I, uh, have a positive place in my heart for Willow, but I just didn't engage with it like other people did. And I'm just having fun. I really love the third episode. And it you're right, Jen. It's just kind of a fun world to be crawling around in. Mm Mm-hmm
7: a lot of magical magical things a different a different style of of uh show than i'm used to and it's nice because you know as opposed to like house of the dragon where things get really dark like there's some darker <laughs> moments but at the, at the <laughs> same time it's also very light-hearted and fun which i kind of need right now during the holiday season
6: yeah it's a great holiday season kind of show and you're right yeah even andor the somber disc kind of gets you down week to week and, and sometimes hey we need that and face those hard, hard truths but yeah, Warwick Davis being Warwick Davis and, and having fun as Willow, is, uh, it's uplifting in its own way. Uh, I'm excited to check it out eventually. I just have
5: not had time. I uh, <laughs> still have never seen uh, the first Willow film because I saw a commercial for it and thought it was more Star Wars and then got mad at it for not being more Star Wars. and have <laughs> never uh, taken a dive back in, which I really want to do. But I, it makes me happy when I see just a clip and like, does somebody have a wooden staff that maybe has some spells? Is that a scary castle? Great.
6: I like that stuff. <laughs>
7: I'm in exactly. Yep. <laughs> I'm, in. I'm
6: yeah. in. That's good. Well, that's good, Jen. Those are some good Star Wars adjacent adventures. Uh, Joseph, uh, magic uh, staffs, uh, wizardry in your life for Star Wars or what you got? I would love some magic staffs instead of uh, spreadsheets and stress.
7: Uh,
5: <laughs> uh, I'm joking, but I'm I'm very, very busy with this uh, short film that I'm going to shoot uh, a week from yesterday as, uh, as we record uh, Sunday, December 18th. I got a big short film shoot uh, that really put a lot of uh, time and energy and finance into. I'm very, very excited about it. But it's one of those like sort of it's all consuming. It's showtime. It's like putting on a live show, you know, but filming it. Uh, but you still need all this stuff. So it, it's been a lot and that's really, really, uh, taking up a ton of my, my headspace. And the way Star Wars is, is filling in is Star Wars is like a, a warm little blanket hugging me <laughs>
4: mm. <laughs> when I
5: get to take a break. Um, for when I have breakfast in the morning or lunch, I, I am not, I'm not leaving my computer because if I leave my computer, there's a risk of not getting things done. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'm eating at my computer and watching an episode of Rebels. And I'm so, so enjoying my Rebels rewatch. Um, Mall is so great. The Bendu is great. Uh, just got up to the Mon Mothma secret cargo episode. And I'm really enjoying it for itself, all the Star Wars ideas, all the the beautiful uh, landscapes. Uh, but it's also just that really great reminder that we all have such, uh, we have fun having such uh, strong opinions and strong reactions to Star Wars when it first comes out. But it's always interesting to think the first time we see it is this big reaction. But then it really, the way it lives on is where we spend more time with it ultimately. And mm-hmm. time and context adds so much meaning, not just from our own lives, but like the storytelling, right? Like the the Mandalore episodes with Sabine, they were great and I loved them at the time. Uh but now they have an even more interesting texture because of everything going on in the Mandalorian show. So I'm really enjoying uh rewatching Rebels in this new time
6: and in this new context. Yeah. Love that. Love that. I think uh I might be trailing you on that there and getting there. uh, (laughs) I have a good new uh, get back to watching on the treadmill, which is my spot to just kind of zone out. Well, that's some great, great stuff going on there. Yeah. And I know you got a lot going on, Joseph. So to find that comfort in Star Wars, even for 22 minutes (laughs) over breakfast.
5: Yeah, it's it's just really great to have that feeling of like, okay, um, this is stressful. I'm excited to be doing it. It's good to be doing it. I'm stressed. But if I just finish this one scary thing, then I can watch uh, Chopper assault someone. Great, great. And I can <laughs> look
6: forward to that. Oh, the journey of Chopper. My Star Wars and Life Adventures uh, are a little boring. Busy time for all of us. Uh, had a fun, busy Saturday that ended in a, in a, in a frustrating way at a, at a stand-up show uh, in Burbank that just was... Um, uh, a whole nother podcast worth of uh, worth of struggles. But uh, I always go in those times. I always go to Qui-Gon. Uh, the, I, I think I have to analyze what Qui-Gon means to me even more as a Star Wars fan as I get older. It's amazing how many times I'm like, man, it is just like Qui-Gon said. And I have to be uh, kind of mindful of the moment more on stage have my mind be present there and not worry even about the prophecies in my own head about how the set's going to go good or bad <laughs> <laughs> actually focus on the present uh jedi and comedy you know not a lot of funny jedi i don't think and, and you know i think kenobi's pretty uh rye uh, rail avaros but you know not a lot of cut-ups and cards in the jedi order uh well quinlan Vos too so, but- quinlan does bits probably that's but that's the thing you think of all the funny jedi they're all kind of like on the outside right other than other <laughs> than cobi really funny uh anyway so that was just that and then but i had to kind of um you know f- work through some stuff on sunday and so uh you know start and another thing i'm finding too is i do have a lot of um, star wars references in my stand up and I, I you know i wear a gd rebel hat on stage like I, and i have people introduce me as a star wars author or podcast i set the tone it's right. amazing to find out show to show what people know about st- their knowledge of Star Wars level, <laughs> level of knowledge, which is a challenge here as well. I'm finding that midi chlorian, not the universally known pop culture term that <laughs> is that a new car? Is that a new electric car? The midi What is that? <laughs> I have a reference that I'm stubbornly standing by. In my stand up, that it's, it's, I'm gonna have to, uh, maybe that's the lesson. I gotta let it go. I gotta let it go. That's another stand up, (laughs) Stars and Jedi. So happy to be here though, hanging out with all of you. And we got some good news. We got some trailers to get to, even though uh, the trailers are uh, one of them very familiar. We'll start with that one though. It is a new trailer for the Bad Batch. He had the uh, the game awards uh, going on this week, and that got some press we're gonna talk about. But in the middle of all that, for Star Wars fans, we got. Uh, the bad batch trailer uh, arriving ahead of the second season which it's uh, hits the ground running with two episodes on January 4th. It will run through March 29th. There's a list of episode titles out there. Um will uh, some some people maybe don't want the titles. Sometimes I'm, I actually it's a good place to start. Off the cuff question here. Uh, Jennifer, what's your relationship with even titles? Do you want to know them? Is that too much of a roadmap for what the show's going to be about?
7: You know, uh, normally I might say yeah, like with Andor I don't want to, or like White Lotus, like I don't want to know the title of the episode because <laughs> then my mind starts you know, spiraling. But yeah. with Bad Batch, I don't mind it because, yeah. you know, it might help me kind of figure out where we're going to be going. I, I don't mind it, but, but yeah, the live action for some reason, I, I definitely have an aversion to it.
6: Oh, so you're saying animated is less than, no, I'm kidding. Um, I
7: know, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> there's just a lot more that I have to take in with animation and try and remember. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why i I find it helpful. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I just curious. I think a lot of times I avoid them, but I, I took a dive into this, this, uh, this list of titles and got excited. And Joseph, you know, you and I love it. Uh, you know, it's one of your favorite things too, especially with the Kenobi Uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, a mandala and everything of just like looking at the titles and what they might mean. So that actually has clued me into like, oh, this episode could be about this in a way that I hadn't previously engaged with.
5: Yeah, no, I love that across Star Wars. Of Sometimes they're just sort of the, the pulpy fun. Sometimes they're the, that's just a line of dialogue from the show. And then sometimes they are this, ooh, that has three meanings. I love the Mandalorian chapter three, the sin. Okay, well, what is the sin? That's a yeah. fun discussion. Uh, yeah. I think for me, if somebody just asked, you want to know the titles, I would be like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm excited yes. for it all, but I, you know, I don't, want, I don't, I want the show to be the show. Um, but these titles, for the most part, were like, okay, yeah, I, I'm not going to guess a lot. I think the one was, uh, I, I, can't, I don't have them in front of me, but one was something like the deserter or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not right. But there was one that made me like, go like, oh, I think I could maybe guess some of the story from that. Mm. Uh, but for the most part, they were ambiguous enough to be intriguing little teases, but not make me go like, oh, yep, that's the episode where, you know, Tech's going to die. <laughs> or something <laughs> right. specific like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I do not want to know the Mandalorian titles because some of them do tip their hand. You know, like the Jedi, things like the,
7: that. Oh, my gosh. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly.
6: Yes, indeed. So not diving into titles, we're going to uh, look at this trailer a little bit here. Uh, and this was uh, a similar trailer trailer to the one shown at Star Wars Celebration but that doesn't mean everyone saw it though I, I think I'm trying to remember Joseph was it publicly released after? I can't remember it was a busy day at Celebration that the Bad Batch day.
5: It was publicly released because I, I saw that it was out and I didn't click the link I just googled Bad Batch trailer and I watched it and I was like that's great wait Yeah, I've seen that entire trailer before, and then I found the correct trailer.
6: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. But we're going to dive on in here. Jed, we'll start with you. Favorite moments in this Bad Batch Season 2 trailer?
7: Yeah, I totally forgot that i had seen the first trailer or mm-hmm. teaser from celebration so everything was brand new to me even though there were a lot of shots from that teaser that we saw from celebration yeah. um love the crazy crabs and the opening <laughs> sequence it gets <laughs> just was like yes this is this is why i love animation is cuz they can have mm-hmm. all these fantastical crazy creatures um interested in learning more about mm-hmm. fee genoa genoa
1: yeah
7: uh voiced by wanda Sykes curious to know if she's a Rebel? Mm, Mm -hmm. Maybe that could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Happy to see Mm Gungi? Or as I discovered, Dave Filoni called him Gungi, which I was like, what? Have I been mispronouncing it this whole time? I don't know anymore. So, Mm -hmm. happy to see the Wookiee survived Order 66. Um, And the one last thing was that quick shot of the Trandoshan lighting up Kashyyyk Mm -hmm. and then capturing the Wookiees. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't wait to see that storyline and what, yeah. what's going on there. Those are my favorite moments. Yeah.
6: Uh, I, I, you don't know, actually want to have the discussion now. Sorry. Uh, this is fascinating. Uh, Gungi or Gunji, right? Joseph, what have we been saying? Now I'm even confused on what we've been saying.
5: For a long time. Uh, I say Gungi. Uh, what we mm-hmm. discovered when we watched the Clone Wars arc introducing and giving us quality time with Gungi is people say it uh, about 87 different ways. It is clearly one of those Star Wars words where, like, we're not gonna ask the voice actors to be consistent, just what did you read in the script? Go with it, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, right. And I know I've gotten some strong responses, uh, friendly but strong responses in tweets before saying they say it in the episode, it's pronounced this. And anybody who tweets me. Any pronunciation in the episode, I'll be like, you're correct. They do say it like that. They also say it 72 other ways.
6: Uh, hmm. So I think it's one of those Star Wars names. I mean, look, again, we always make the reference, but if Filoni lets uh, Ian McDermott say Ash Shoka, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, if oh like,
6: God. hey, we're good. Um, I only oh I, This is fascinating because, yes, I have said Gungi as long as I remember, and then, yeah, I do remember that Clone report. I was having dinner recently with just kind of a group, and I'd met someone new who was, like, a Star Wars fan, and he was like, my dog's name is Gunji. and I was like, well, what's that about? Like, well, i Jedi, and I was like, do you mean Gungy?" And he's like, no, it's Gunji. and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Gungie, and then we had one of those, you know, couple drinks in, hotel, bar, discussions, where I was like, hey, it's Star Wars, Leia, Leia, whatever, uh, whatever uh, Jan Dodana wants to say is what it is at the moment, so... Anyways, so that was fascinating. I, I, I think I'd forgotten uh, the felony of it all, of, of how he says it. So, hey, we'll see how they say it in Bad Batch. Wrecker might say there you it. Go. Gun guy. We'll, <laughs> never we'll never know.
5: Maybe it just cannot be translated. Uh, maybe Chewbacca is being uh,
6: mispronounced by everyone he encounters. I think that would uh, that would work for me. Uh, I'll just list some of my favorite moments here, then pitch it to you, Joseph. Uh, yeah, remixing some of the things. I do love the crabs uh they're just so vibrant and bold and different, and we are you know in this weird era of Star Wars where because of wonderful shows like andor some of the things that Kenobi's done, even the Mandoverse, all that kind of stuff uh we often pit these kind of styles against each other. It's all one wonderful galaxy, and I like to think that. Uh, even uh, as they are on Ferrex, and the brick and mortar of Ferrex is trapping them in. Uh, you also got crabs running around a island planet. It's the same <laughs> wonderful galaxy. <laughs> I do love that moment. <laughs> I love the new designs of the armor, uh, the uh, aged up Omega, uh, clearly a little bit more comfort- uh, comfortable. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Wanda Sykes, uh, whether it's her stand up, uh, very poignant, uh, especially the last few years. Uh, and also a big fan of Kirby Enthusiasm. So Wanda Sykes on that show yelling at Larry's always been one of my favorite things. So much like Rhea Pearlman <laughs> jumping from Cheers to Star Wars, uh, I love Wanda, Wanda Sykes showing up in here as well. Uh, and the Gungi 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 moment is pretty <laughs> darn cool. Joseph, some moments and jump that to you.
5: Yeah, I mean, my my number one moment is the the longer sc- scene of uh, Gungi Gungi, Gungi uh, mm. retrieving his lightsaber and growling in that defiant wookie Jedi way. Uh, Really excited to just see that character continue. The character has always been really fun and interesting and and Mm -hmm. cute and charming in that Clone Wars arc, but continuing what is kind of my favorite thing probably about Bad Batch is what is going on with all of these different uh, people Mm -hmm. and factions in this time period, having, you know, a Jedi present and a Jedi Padawan. And, Mm. you know, hopefully it will either answer or continue the theories that uh, Gungi rescued Grogu. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. It was a great one. Um, I really, really love the clip of uh, Echo saying we should be doing more. Mm. Um, Echo, as we've talked about, uh, I really love his story and his perspective. I don't feel like he got as much time or focus in season one, so having him featured in the trailer and having him featured with his perspective as somebody who has been through absolute hell and knows what it is to be uh, rescued, knows what it is to be given help when it's desperately needed, wanting to do more, I, I love that. Um, yeah, totally agree about uh, Fie uh, Genoa. Um, I, I really like that if uh, if the Mandalorian is is casting, you know, uh, grizzled old <laughs> surprise people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. this show is casting. Uh, great women comedians who have a great, no BS Hunter. I'm going to tell you how it
1: is. (laughs) There's a,
5: it's a great pairing with Rhea Perlman. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two, two other big picture things for me. I, I am excited about some of the, the characters who are significant to this era showing up. The clip of Bale, a great mm-hmm. clip of Palpatine, a battle droids, right? Yep. All that stuff that's speaking to, we're going to see all these different perspectives of this era. That's great. Final thing for me, I was excited in the trailer to just see the word adventure on screen. Mm-hmm. Because mm. I think with, with all the ideas that we're going to talk about, all the character development, I think it's mm-hmm. so important to focus on Bad Batch. If season two is like season one, One of its primary goals is, yep, we're developing these characters. Yep, we're showing uh, what the galaxy is like in this time period. Mm -hmm. But also, this is just a tune in and have some fun with your weird clone family as they go on an adventure. And the adventures are going to mean something. They're going to develop the plot and the characters. But also, they are just there for the sake of, hey, let's fight some crazy crabs. Adventure. Fun. Yeah.
6: Right. No, we're going to discuss uh, that in a second here a little bit more as it relates to families too. But yeah, I love what you're saying. Yeah, and I, the bail battle droids, um, the, the the focus on Commander Cody, um, mm-hmm. and, and actually had. Um, I was uh, hanging out again. I, I'm I. I have to. I've just become addicted to Fortnite. It's a problem. I need to stop. And and our friend <laughs> Plume uh is, is he's he's a pusher. He's a pusher.
4: <laughs> he, had, he asked
6: me a great question last night. I wanted to ask you both here. Look at at Cody. You have Rex on one side. You're bringing in Cody. What do you look at that character? And this is kind of transitioning to the question of a hey, any familiar or new themes jumping out to you from this trailer of what what do you. Have, do you have any wants or desires for, for Cody, a redemption story? Does he, you know, is this is a tragic tale of, of, of discovering too late what is going on. I think it's, it's a, it's a interesting ingredient into this bad, bad story. It's not just simply Cody's back. It's like Cody's back, but he's, Hey, he's playing for that team right now.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm.
4: Yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I
5: think for myself, just hearing that Cody's actual dialogue um, was about, Hey, I understand there are more clones who are rebelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, you know, dialogue about how believing the Imperial line of like, it's a continuation of the Republic. We're, yeah. we're helping everybody be safe and secure. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really fascinated with Cody as a character who is wrestling with what the empire is with questioning order 66, because I do think that's the, the big thrust of bad batch in a lot of ways is directly addressing the transition between the Republic yeah. and the empire. So Cody is a figure who can do that. And we've got a lot of great stuff with Rex in in his bond with Ahsoka, in his absolute admiration of Anakin, and his, you know, just assumption that Anakin died, you know?
6: Yeah.
5: Um, Mm. But with Cody, how does he feel about Obi-Wan? Does he believe Obi-Wan got away? Does he want to finish the mission? Does he... You know, does he think it's an absolute shame that this formerly good man, Obi-Wan, clearly was a traitor? Like, mm. he, that relationship between Clone and Jedi is something that's really interesting to explore since we saw Cody turn on a dime from handing him his lightsaber to shooting yeah. him down.
6: Look, it's I, I don't expect Bad Batch to go this one-to-one with our world, but you, the last two to four or five years, a lot of, you've seen a lot of this of one family member goes this way, another one goes this <laughs> way, <to frame laughs> mm. and to have Cody, I love what you're saying about him going, ah, it's a shame about Kenobi. If he'd only seen the light and, and how much Cody uh, would hold, hold to that once more information comes rolling out, which I, I think it will to him. So uh, yeah, Jen, any Commander Cody thoughts?
7: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, these are all great points. Um, and to see these two different paths between these two buddies. And I do hope that there will be maybe an, a separate storyline and we'll see maybe, I wouldn't say a showdown between, uh, Cody and Rex, but some sort of, some sort of meeting of the minds or, yeah. or philosophies, if you will. Right. Um, so that would mm-hmm. be really interesting. I'm also interested in the fact that they, that Cody has been uh, potentially brought back. In live action, right? Wasn't he supposed to maybe be in Kenobi?
5: He was in an early draft consideration, yeah. I think, from like the first screenwriter when it was a film. So I don't think. Yeah.
7: Right, 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 right. But, anyways, I, I, he is a, a beloved character and it's great to see him back and, you know, figuring out a way to bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
6: I love it, I love it there uh, The trailer uh, presented some familiar themes Some of the found family I, I, I'd count adventure as a theme as well uh, If you want to go that way But uh, anything, uh, new themes jump out to you, Joseph Or uh, just more of the uh, really solid familiar themes Ready to dive into with Bad Batch
5: Yeah, I mean, I think the... the- a theme that they did start in season one seemed to be accelerating, not just with the found family idea, but that little scene of Omega saying you gave up everything for me. Right. right, right. And, and them saying like, no, we would have, we would have given that all up anyway. It was the right thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, speaks to this idea of, they are continuing to protect and train Omega. They're <laughs> mm-hmm. getting her to be a, a good the soldiers last mercenary who can take care of herself. But I wonder if there's going to be this question of, but but what are, what are we teaching her to be? What are we teaching her to believe in? Great. She's got a helmet now. We're doing better at parenting. <laughs> you know, she can take care of herself. She has her own identity. She has all these things, but you know, what do we want her to believe? What do we want her to be when she grows up? You know, and, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of taking that next step with the found family is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, think one other thing that jumped out at me with the big theme of the transition between the republic and the empire uh people pointed out that it looks like the clones might be at uh, dooku's castle on sereno Mm. Uh, maybe it's somebody who just has a very similar interior designer for windows (laughs) i don't know Uh, but if they are on sereno that's yet another great place to explore the fallout of the clone wars right uh it's such a big deal that Dooku started his path by going back to Soreno and trying to take care of his people. And it speaks to maybe his people aren't doing good now that uh, their leader has no head. Mm. Um, and there's also like stuff in the trailer about like, hey, if you do this one job, you could be set for life. Uh, you know, is that is it robbing uh, Count Dooku's family wealth?
6: You know, so there's a lot there that I'm really interested in as well. Well, that's an interesting pitch. Yeah, I like that the Sereno, uh planet flag now was just Dooku's surprised face. Great stuff there. Yeah, I like the what you're talking about here of. Um, Found family, but then what comes next? uh, It's I always I've referenced this before. It's a I guess it's a great Star Wars like line from the Beatles from uh, 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 "Baby, you're a rich man." Now that you know who you are, what do you want to be? Kind of taking that forward, and 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 how you hear some, you know, this job will get you freedom, this heist will get you freedom, like. At what point is this transition to fully, um, you know, a a, a path of empathy for the Bad Batch uh, that was already starting to happen? It's Austin surviving. And then Omega's changing that point of view. And and then Echo, like you're saying, Joseph, earlier, just kind of pointing out some other people need some help out here, too. Mm -hmm. Um, How can that drive them forward as the Bad Batch really defines who they are? They got the new armor. The identities uh, are emerging and and, and they are truly becoming themselves. Uh, We'll see where that takes them there. Jen, anything jump out to you?
7: This idea of freedom, like you're, like you're both talking about, you know, it reminded me of Andor, like at this time Mm -hmm. in the galaxy, no one is truly free because of the Empire's oppression, you know, and I imagine that the Bad Batch throughout the season, they're going to see things that are going to make them decide to want to actively fight the Empire. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's an interesting thing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's like Andor. He finally escapes to Niamos, this wonderful <laughs> island, but the Empire still finds him there. No one is ever truly free at this mm. time in the galaxy. Um yeah. so and yeah. then also makes me wonder who's gonna make it out alive. Is everyone from the Bad Batch gonna make it out alive? Uh,
6: I don't uh know. Save Gonkey. Hashtag save gonkey. I Well what you're saying too, Jen, and and, and I think uh, I, I, I I personally wanna kinda try to avoid Avoid the conversation that's always about goes back to Andor right now about the way they presented the world. But I also think it's very interesting. I don't want to avoid it of you have Andor on one end of the, the story, literally all, cl- coming closer to the end of you know the 19 year period between episode three and episode four, uh, where the oppression is really set in and you got Nemec. Given this speech of yeah, it's it's you know on every level that they've they've moved in and 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 taken over our hearts and souls and minds and worlds, and you got the other end here, which we're you know season one is literally the beginning, and now we're playing around that era of this safe and secure society is rolling out, and who's buying in and who's not. We saw that a lot in season one. I think it's an interesting bookend, and it's two different presentations, two different styles. Adventure crabs and, you know, uh, somber prisons. It's two different mm-hmm. versions of it. But it's definitely, like we keep saying, it's the same galaxy and some of the same themes. I'm interested to see the beginning of the story even more. here. Mm. I
5: mean, yeah, yeah, I love that it's sort of the shock of the new, of like, hey, we, we we won, right? Oh, oh, we can't live here anymore? Oh, we, we have to carry these <laughs> data yeah. cards? Oh, oh, uh, the Separatist planet is going to be viciously punished? Oh, <laughs> and then at the other end is the... It's the slow choking
6: that's going on. Right. Love it. I love it. I love it. Any uh, final themes, uh, Joseph, Jennifer, anything else you want to not leave on the table?
7: Hmm.
6: Um, I I think the only
5: other thing for me is a a continuation of season one, that that great line about like, hey, if you pull this heist, you could be done. And that great question of, do they want to be? Because if the clones stop fighting, then who are they? I don't think they're, I don't think, I don't think Wrecker's just kicking back on a beach, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I don't see. You want, you want to go to
6: niamos
5: Yeah, I don't think
0: so. <laughs> I hope they
5: go to Niamos. I hope they just uh, uh,
6: go crazy on the pisos. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, what's the what's the crunch they have in that? I always forget that record likes the Oh yeah, I forget
5: like- too. Ord Mantel Crunch, maybe? Yeah. Mantel Crunch. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. that's right.
6: So many treats. Uh final thing I want to discuss here. There was some hubbub. We love we love some hubbub in the Star Wars fandom, and I had missed it the first time. I want to uh, shout out our pal Lauren Romo, the Galactic Podcast. Uh, the, the she she pointed it out to me, uh, uh, and I went back and watched it, and now now I can't stop going to it because I think it's hilarious. Uh, the end of the trailer on some versions. I think YouTube side, um, the version I linked to from StarWars.com, which might be the YouTube version. I I, I I swore it. Some versions didn't have it, but the the trailer ends with just a VO tag and a wonderful old style radio voice. Parents, the new season starts January fourth. And this ruffled some feathers. There was some discourse over this. So uh, what do we make of that? And the old Star Wars fandom not liking that or liking it. Jen, we are going to start with you as a parent. What do you think?
7: I was shocked because I was doing a trailer reaction and filming myself. And I and I thought maybe there was a mistake. I was like, parents, what maybe uh, dictate the text because I had it on <laughs> captions. I was so surprised and then I felt a little weirded out. I'm like, wait, what are they trying to say? Like, I shouldn't be watching this or my kids should be watching this. I think <laughs> what they meant was that they were reminding parents that this is a kid-friendly show because we have had Andor, you know, Mandalorian. You know, that could be kind of, kids can kind of watch it, but definitely kids are not watching Andor, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess, unless they're a little bit older. So this is like, hey, parents, literally, in the kitchen. And you hear your kid watching this trailer. Hey, there's a new Star Wars show coming out. It would grab my attention if I heard my kid on YouTube kids watching that trailer. So yeah. I, I don't know. I just think it was a, it was a reminder. I've never seen – I'm sorry. I've never seen anything like that. I, I can't think of the last time I've ever seen anything like that. It as not like a joke. They were yeah. serious, I yeah. think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But why yeah, were people uh, upset? Because it's it, like – I.
6: I, I think number one, it was weird. I, I when I finally went back and heard it, I thought, did they cut some audio in ha- like from something else? Like it almost seemed like it started like you didn't even hear the p of the parents. It was like errands. It was like <laughs> cut off of that. So it was it was uh, weird. But uh, you know, the new season starts January fourth. Someone got paid to do that vo there. Uh, bring it in. I I don't know. I think it's that age old battle of. I mean, I understand that we do, there is a uh, we joked earlier, but animation is viewed as less than in the industry, even uh, with even in the writers' unions, where anim- mm-hmm. animation writing guilt, uh, jobs aren't necessarily guild jobs uh, if they're during the quote daytime and all those kind of weird things. And you got that Chapic uh, flub, uh, you know, of many flubs that Chapic made of uh, you know we got to give something to the parents where the kids are watching all those kind of things. So I think there's a natural tendency to be defensive when you feel as though the animation's been less than. But I also feel it's just the reality of, yeah, we're coming, again, post-Andor, we're coming from a whole section of the fandom going, finally, something for us as adults, whether or not I fully agree with that statement or not, I actually, you know, do understand that point of view. Uh, and you got adventure crabs on this side, and hey, maybe it's a reminder of to the parents, yeah, yeah, sit down with the family and watch this, it's a different vibe. So I'm okay with it. It's just the reality of the numbers sometimes when you dive into those old analytics, Joseph. We love those analytics.
5: Yeah, I mean, for me, the the it's going to be an age old uh, constant uh, discussion mm-hmm. in Star Wars. I, I think there's so many different fun tensions in Star Wars, from being this deep philosophical myth filled thing to a pulpy fun adventure to uh, preaching pacifism uh, while also being th- a thing called Star Wars <laughs> mm-hmm. that always has a uh, fun action in it, uh, or almost always has fun action in it. There's all these tensions in Star Wars, and I think one of them is always going to be that it is sort of it, it is meant to be, you know, uh, didactic. It's meant to teach uh, a lesson. It's meant, to, it's meant for children of all ages, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think the only thing that is going to change within that is sort of the tone and how it's coded in our modern times, you know? Mm-hmm. It, they didn't do a big job warning children off, but Andor is obviously uh, very uh, adult in in many, many ways, right down to uh, Musk's uh, naughty S word. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing about Bad Batches has always just been sort of like, here, take it. <laughs> it's not specifically coded for kids, like the way yep. Resistance is, like absolutely aimed. It was we were told it was aimed at younger co- kids. The yep. style of humor is there. Uh, the first season of Rebels is very much get them while they're young, and then the show grows up with the kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's always been like, yeah, it's got the kid perspective from Omega, but tone-wise, who, who's it for? So I understand if if somebody's like. I'm an adult Star Wars fan, and I enjoy this. And then there's a voice going, <laughs> "We made it for people with kids.
1: <laughs>
5: uh, that 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 might uh, uh, yeah. ruffle feathers. Yeah. But to me, it, it entirely reads like an error. I maybe yeah. it's not, but yeah. the way it, to me, it is. It is clipped. It does not sound like a one audio file. Yeah. With a fluid delivery of parents. Uh, <laughs> the parents. The new season starts January 4th. It's just parents. <laughs> <Sort of laughs> That's
7: crowded. why I was confused. Yeah. yeah. It's like a
5: it's like a kid lost at the fair. <laughs> Is it parents? Um, and it also happens right on top of the logo slamming in. So it looks like it should be bad batch. The right. new season starts January 4th. And instead it, it says parents. Whoops. <laughs> I read the wrong title. Well, we gotta keep it that's the way it reads to me yeah
7: what if it was an uh, error oh my yeah. gosh it's
6: uh i don't know yeah look i think if you're gonna do a warning it should have been on and or parents not for kids yeah <laughs> you're gonna oh hear naughty gosh. words and see socks
5: yeah. stay away with the kids let uh, me tell
7: you one one quick thing i i made the mistake of showing my kids pinocchio Only the first 30 minutes. I thought it was going to be kid-friendly. I had no idea. I would have appreciated a, parents, don't watch this with your kids, or or letting me know. So I appreciate putting that disclaimer on it because my kid had nightmares afterwards. It was
6: Mm. horrible. I mean- uh, Is it Del Toro doing it, the new one? Yes, and Mm. I-
7: I really enjoyed it. I did not yeah. think it was scary, but she was, uh, really creeped out by some, and there's, there are some darker elements and just the first mm. 30 minutes, I had no idea. It was my bad. Like I should have checked mm. on, you know, online mm. first. So yeah. I appreciate the parents on the Bad Batch because then that means I can show my kids safely yeah. knowing they're not going to have nightmares.
5: I hope it's not an accident and the first episode just starts with the most disturbing collection. (laughs) I mean, there's disturbing stuff in Bad Batch, too. Yeah, there there are. Mm
7: -hmm. There
5: always is in Star Wars. It's just whether it's on screen or off. There's very disturbing stuff in Rebels. It's just off screen.
6: Yeah. Right. Hey, yeah, look, yeah, even Yeah. You know, Vader and the mask cracked, and you know, any time the Emperor mm. shows up in that scale, I mean, that, you know. That oh,
7: that, you yeah, too. that gave my daughter nightmares, too, yeah, I can't <laughs> watch Rebels with her, either. <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: oh, <laughs> see, look, this is gosh, why... Gosh. Ah.
7: Yeah. We're <laughs> stuck with the, with the porgs and the galactic pal shorts, <laughs> that's where we are right now.
6: <laughs> but uh, This is why we appreciate uh, your perspective, uh, all your perspectives, Jen, but this is an important one, because uh, mm. it speaks differently to you than it does to Me or Joseph or or a lot of other fans. So there you go. There you go. All right. Well, we've taken a look at the uh, the trailer for Bad Batch. January 4th, two episodes drop. Of course, yes, we'll be reviewing that here on Force Center. Before we take a break and look at the video game side of Star Wars, we have an audiobook we want to recommend for you. Joseph, what do we have today?
5: Oh, dear listeners, favorite This might be the last time that we are recommending Padawan by Kirsten White. Ken and I are discussing this book very soon. Uh, I am almost done reading it. It's happening. If you want to catch up and listen, uh, we do suggest the book and join it very much.
6: Absolutely. If you want to download your free audiobook today, go to slash Force Center. Again, that's slash Force Center for your free audiobook. I'm almost done as well, but not as close as I thought. I actually looked at the page numbers and went, oh, I thought it was less. So I have a lot of reading to do today. We're going (laughs) to cover that this week. All right, quick break. On the other side, we've got video game news, award news, and a special look back at this day in Star Wars history. Stick around for more
2: Force Center.
6: Welcome back to Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar Destroyer of our news fleet and the Game Awards. I think that's what they were called. I, went to, I meant to go look that up. The Video Game Awards. What a good name. Just a good branding. The Game Awards. <laughs> Uh, there was a, a new trailer. It was anticipated. I, I saw a lot of people getting ready. The tweets are getting out, and that kind of was exciting. And then a lot of people reacted uh, to it. Uh, we got the new trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It was released. This, of course, is the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. The story picks up five years after the events of that first game. So roughly, sometimes Star Wars math is a little fuzzy, and I'm not the best at it. But it's roughly 10 years after the fall of the Republic you want to put it down, but we'll let Alex and Molly explain that in more detail there. Uh, so looking at the uh, trailer there, we want to start with some of our own favorite moments. Uh, Jen, I'll, I'll start with you.
7: Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember what my favorite moments. Okay, so uh, the biggest thing for me, the standout thing, was that the trailer was mostly gameplay, which mm-hmm. is tends to be kind of unusual with video games you know you see these cool visuals and then it's like oh that's not what's actually in the game so i thought that that was that spoke well to what the game is going to be like um major shock that there are non-snow wampas
1: Mm, Uh,
7: i I just was like okay great so now that we have these hot wampas i want to see them in the mandalorian (laughs) i want to see them all over the place um and then the last thing was that he, uh, Cal had a Jedi cross guard lightsaber. That mm-hmm. was cool. I don't know if he had that in the first game, yeah. but overall I was like, this, this is really cool. And if I was a gamer, oh man, but I suck. <laughs> I suck so bad at games. I'm just not, I'm not, I can play animal crossing and that's about it, but
4: yeah.
6: Uh yeah, get save those bells. So, well, ask me, <laughs> uh if uh, and don't time travel to cheat and get those bells. I remember that controversy in the mid two thousand. Um, yeah. how much did you uh, play or engage with the uh, Fallen Order? I think the game came out. Uh, when you were uh stepped aside from Force Center for a little bit to handle life, so we didn't get your full take on Fallen Order. Did you engage with that game at all? <laughs>
7: Uh, No, not at all. And I I have it. I actually went and bought it Mm -hmm. after I started seeing some of the connections that it had to Kenobi. And then I went, mm. oh, I got to play this game because i had been hearing people talking about this game and Mm -hmm. really enjoying the story and the character of Cal. And that I got the feeling or I get the feeling that he's at some point he's going to make an appearance in live action. I just feel it Mm -hmm. because the Mm -hmm. actor that they cast and I can't remember his name um, people have really commented on how great his acting is. So I'm like, well, of course they're going to bring him into live action if he's if he's that good, right? And if people love the yeah. character, why not? Why not? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't I don't have too many um, – <laughs> no, I have no idea what the story is about, but it looks cool. That's what I'll say.
6: Yeah, of course. Uh, Cameron uh, Moynihan is the That's performer. It. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's been in a lot of things, of course, even going back yeah. and in the middle. So it would make a lot of sense. That kind of jump there. So uh, that's good. Joseph, sorry, uh, Yeah, yeah no, we should definitely have a conversation about the, the woodland wampas or whatever they're being called and the style the of wampas,
4: wampas. That have been,
6: uh, present uh, in other forms. Shadows of the Empire. It's a different kind of wampas. So they've been out there. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's buried, uh, buried in your Star Wars mind if you don't remember it. Uh, I was uh, refreshed by Twitter this weekend. So I'll uh, just <laughs> some favorite moments for you from the trailer. Oh uh, Well, I wrote down dirty
5: Wampa because uh, his fur looked like, their fur looked like they'd been through a lot. So we got yeah. hot Wampa, dirty Wampa. What, what did you say? Wetland Wampa? What What would you? Woodland Wampa might
6: be. Woodland Wampa. <laughs> Wood Wampa. Tree, Tree
1: Wampa.
5: Oh, I, yeah, I love this. I'm very curious uh, to see what the deal is with the Wampa. Probably while it slaps me about, while I try to do a cool, unnecessary lightsaber flourish, and it smacks me about. Uh, no, there's a ton of great moments from uh, gameplay uh, to story stuff I, I totally agree with jennifer i feel like there was what what looked like gameplay and i think one of the things that i, I was excited about in that just star wars should be fun and exciting and that's a, a part of what gets us here to then engage hopefully with the big ideas i think a a major attraction of a game like this is are there cool lightsaber and force moves? And I liked how much the gameplay was like, look, you can do this now. (laughs) Here's a different cool thing with your lightsaber. Here's a different way to throw people around (laughs) with the force. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, So I did like that gameplay stuff. And then the story stuff, um, I really think they're creating a, a great hook. That uh, trying to keep it spoiler light for the first game, but that we end with a with a crew. We end with another uh, found family, and that family has looks to have gone their separate ways. is a really in, intriguing hook. Um, I really love the Jedi here Junda, and in particular. I loved the scene, uh, that little scene where she says, I hear you've been busy making yourself the Empire's most wanted. Gives mm-hmm. us a clue to uh, what Cal has been up to, that he's not hiding his, his Jedi abilities and Jedi ways. But what I really love is her wall of Jedi archives. Yes. Uh, that, that had been something that the character was interested in, of like, eh, let's, let's rebuild quietly a little bit and, and keep some of the information. So I love building up something that Luke can go find later. So that was one of my uh, favorite things. Uh, the dirty wampa. Uh, the all of the animal shots, um, mm. were great. Uh, to see that we we're gonna be able to interact with animals in lots of different ways. But the shot of cow flying through the air, holding onto a space bird's legs. Oh yes, <laughs> <gosh. laughs> yes,
7: amazing.
5: Uh, I would like to do that for several hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also just really it it uh, amused me because in that uh, adult swim show that I wrote for Tig Tone. Uh, there's a, a bit where I wrote where the main character, Tigtone, does that exact mm-hmm. move. So it was really, really <laughs> funny to see. And I would suggest people to go check out that episode of Tigtone. Okay. But in the great animation cataclysm, it's been taken off mm-hmm. uh, HBO Max uh, for a tax write-off. Fun uh, we live in a beautiful time, don't we?
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. speaking of uh, less than, huh?
5: Yeah. Um, mm. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and then the fi- final thing for me, Ken, I'm, I'm really intrigued by there. there is clearly an Imperial threat uh, still yeah. for any Jedi. And uh, what I assume is the Grand Inquisitor was in the previous trailer for right. this video game. Uh, but then this one seems to be introducing some sort of criminal bounty hunter, other faction invested in uh, conflict with Cal. So I like the idea that the conflict isn't just being hunted by Inquisitors, but but something different as well.
6: Yeah, that's a new wrinkle. I like uh, a lot of that uh, as well there. And, and I'm with you on some of the, the gameplay, the action, the animal stuff. We'll get into some of, uh, questions, wishes, and, and maybe concerns based on the previous game there. But uh, for me, I you know, I, think, I Jen, you're so right to actually see some of the gameplay to give you an actual sense. It's like every year I'm like, wow, the baseball games are going to be so good. It's like I can actually play. Oh, no, that's just the cinematic of the baseball game. I play not the mm-hmm. actual game action. <laughs> I've fallen forward my entire video game career. But this is great stuff. <laughs> Uh, and, um, I, I like the worlds, right? Like that's it, one of the reasons I want to play a game like this. And it's not quite, at least the first game wasn't quite hundred uh, percent open world, but you do get a sense of where you're at and you get to go kind of walk around and get trapped and find your way out and turn the corner and see something beautiful. There were some beautiful star Wars vistas in mm-hmm. this. And that just kind of makes me excited. The story stuff. I, I agree with you, What you're uh, pointing out, Joseph, um, Interesting to have them kind of separated. I know we got a, a novel coming out from uh, what's Sam Mags is writing that one, so that is coming out. Uh, the scars, battle scars. So interesting to see what happens there. But I kind of like that; it makes some sense. Uh, that We could kind of, uh, for a video game, to reform everybody. Uh, maybe you got to go find your your squad mates. Where's Mara? And everyone's concerned about <laughs> that uh, that angle. So there's a lot of cool things there. As well. But yeah, I do want to ask any questions, wishes, concerns. Jen, I know you didn't engage with the, the game, um, but did you hear some of the, the things that popped out? It's a very well loved game, by the way. I want to be clear. Uh, yeah. But uh, anything uh, going in the second game based on uh, what you heard about the previous game?
7: Yeah, people... I was looking at the comments on YouTube, which, you know, can always be... it can be a little hairy, but overwhelmingly positive. People yeah. were so genuinely excited for this game that that got me excited. I was trying to figure out when the timeline was, because I have, I have no idea. I guess it takes place, what, five years after Revenge of the Sith? Um, So that's exciting. I... I got to do it. I just got to carve out the time because I do like the idea of being immersed in, a, in this world. Um, but I know I'm going to get my butt kicked because there's just some serious bad guys that I'm <laughs> like, there's just no way I'll just be spending hours of frustration trying to beat them. That Thanos looking guy. Um, I don't know his name.
6: I think it's uh, Tim. Yeah. Do I, who? Uh, I don't know.
5: Uh, yeah no there is there there there's uh, I'll I'll look it up instead of guessing but there yeah there is a, a shirtless force user who is you know I curse his name and then and then I forgot it cuz I got sick of cursing it. Oh, yeah um,
6: exactly. Yeah yeah
5: yeah. Yeah uh, but Jennifer there is story mode uh which is Ooh. great with just this next level of ease um what? Yeah. And, and and that's, you know, to answer your question, Ken, that's one of my biggest wishes is I hope they have a really great story mode mm-hmm. uh, because I, I do, I really want to experience this. Um, but, you know, I'm not in that point in my life where I could spend hours and hours and hours going, I need to challenge myself. I must beat it on the uh, most difficult difficulty level. I just am not in that place. So I want super, super easy story mode. Is story
7: mode like creative mode in Minecraft where you don't have to worry about like your health per se or like beating bad guys and stuff like that? Is that what story mode is?
5: It's just set to uh, like the the bad guys don't need. Uh, have way uh, less hit points so you can take them out you have way more it's just it's just scaled so like it, yeah. it's much much easier you know you're i think things like your your force powers probably refresh earlier like yeah. just a ton of things to just make it much of an easier challenge
7: oh i'm doing yeah.
6: that
7: Yeah, <laughs> no challenges for me <laughs> easy peasy
6: love that yeah uh for me then i'll, I'll have you close here joseph is uh yeah i i I, I I there's so many people that love this game and I support that. I, I did not love it as much as others, and I you know always have to be honest with that, but not dampen anyone else's joy. And I make jokes, but uh, you know there's some of the stuff with the animals and just the Jedi slicing down uh, creatures was a, a little a little nitpick I had that uh, becomes a, a running joke, but I don't mean to drive it into the ground. But I liked that the trailer showed that like you might slash slash some animals, but you also might pet some and ride them and fly with them. So hey uh I, I think that maybe they're addressing that there um for me yeah i, I sometimes i love the worlds love the creatures uh but it's um it's a packed galaxy right now and you got another jedi running around uh with a lightsaber out in the open so I want to know I want to see that dealt with on uh you know on a higher level even uh I don't need other parts of the star Wars stories referenced in this I don't need uh hey, there's a jedi and tatooine running around i don't need I don't need that super connected stuff but uh, I don't uh, want this this story to live by itself in a small corner. So let's see how it can connect to some of the bigger things going on in Star Wars. It's only question slash tiny concern I have going in. But, Joseph, what do you have? Yeah,
5: that 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 makes sense. Uh, Taryn Melkos is the the shirtless uh, a, annoying force user uh, who is a, a headache uh, for for some of us. Uh, there was much swearing uh, in my house. <laughs> like I was sick. Sergeant Linus Musk with the naughty s words. Uh, yeah, I, I think for me with the gameplay, uh, it, this probably isn't different because it's just the style of the game. I, I'd love it if you could wander a little bit more. It, it's fun for me on the initial playthrough that the game sort of. Uh, uh, rushes you through in the way that you need to go like you know on Kashyyyk it's really beautiful where like I have to you know hop a ride with this giant bird and then I end up in this tree and like and it, it's fun when you're going through it the first time but then when you can't just easily wander back to where you had been that uh, I prefer to be able to easily wander yeah, um, yeah and then the animal thing you know I, I don't think it's just a joke we've talked about it a, a decent amount on the show but there's an actual term for it mm. it is a ludonarrative dissonance Ludo-narrative dissonance is the conflict between a video game's narrative told through the story and the narrative told through the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And, and I think oh. what people experienced is Ludo-narrative dissonance where Kal's uh, hmm. was going on was reconnecting and Serjundo was reconnecting with the key Jedi tenants about we are all connected. Everyone matters. Everything matters. We, we need to use our powers to help people. Uh, I just made this speech. Now I need to walk across a field to a temple, and on the way there, I have to slaughter 15 frog guys. Mm. Uh, so there's a conflict between what Cal just said and the actions that the video game is asking you to take Is Cal. And we've even heard from some listeners who are like, I put the effort in to evade the creatures, so I turn it into not ludonarrative dissonance. Right. But the game is asking you. Uh, the, the simplest path forward is to is through slaughtering animals in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like they are directly addressing that by putting in the trailer. Look, you can make friends. <laughs> yeah. You can ride them. You can hang from them, you know, mm. uh, that, that I think it's really, really addressing what I think is a, a legitimate critique.
6: Uh, there you go. See? See? I wasn't crazy, folks. It's backed by science right there. I mean, <laughs> just, you know, I, look, I, I, I th- that Battlefront 2 story, I, I, even though it was shortened from what even the writers wanted to do, I just love it. And all the stuff in Pilly, it's great. And I, I think Idenverse is a great character. So that's just my uh, like. But I, there's so many people who just absolutely love these characters. And I do, too. Uh, I think Cal's a great character. Uh, Sir Jinta's a great character. Uh, Maron's wonderful. I, a lot of things. The, the the trauma, the recovery, everything. A lot of big themes in the first game. So I don't want anyone to think I'm not there for it. And I and I'll be sitting here playing. I got my PS5. I had to hunt it down. I had to go down into the basement and knock on the door three times and you know say the password and get my PS5. I'm ready. I'm ready nice. to play this game. <laughs> Which is as Joseph as you you've joked too. But that's also but that's something else too. That's uh, not means not as many people are going to be able to play the
1: game right now.
5: I'm very excited for the game, but like getting, finding a PS5, uh, affording a PS5, uh, right now almost everything I watch is through my PS4. I, the, the, to play this game is an incredible investment of time and money that has nothing to do with the game itself. Yes. So that's a little bit of
6: an obstacle for me. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, very realistic and we'll see. That factors in. All right, there you go. That's a look at uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Hey, we're very anticipated. Uh, we're excited for it as well, even though our relationship with this might be different than, say, Alex Damon, who absolutely loves this game. And I always tease Alex about it, but uh, I love Star Wars joy. Uh, speaking of Star Wars joy, we're going to close with a quick look at some uh, award news and or the show, uh, the series came up big in the Critics' Choice nominations. And as of this morning... Uh, added one on the Golden Globes. Andor was nominated for Best Drama Series, and Diego Luna was nominated for the Best Actor category in the Critics Choice Awards, uh, which will air on January fifteenth. Kind of the early uh, award season kind of show there. Uh, and then uh, this morning, Diego Luna got a Golden Globe nomination. Golden Globes—they're you know, viewed a little differently than they were even uh, two or three years ago, and definitely ten years ago. They were always kind of the more drunker cousin of the Oscars, anyway. Uh, but Andor did not get a Best Drama Series. A nomination in the Golden Globes. Star Wars shows have been nominated before, going back to Mando, Uh, a lot of tech awards, some uh, fun awards, uh, but there are a lot of eyes on this show andor in terms of it being a quote, prestige television show. Which is something that I think Star Wars, I don't want to say needs, but I think it's a benefit to Star Wars to have something viewed as a prestige show, which is a special upper echelon in entertainment. Uh, So what do we make of these nominations and maybe and or going forward as we look towards, uh, say, hey, the big one, the Emmys. Uh, Jen, I'll start with you.
7: I'm really excited. I think it's well-deserved. I Mm -hmm. think it's past time that Star Wars starts to get the recognition that they deserve, not just in visual effects and sound, but in acting and in story. And at first, when I saw that they were nominated for the Critics' Choice Awards, I thought, oh, they, they got this in the bag. And then I saw the other nominees, which That's are you amazing. know, Better Call Saul, The Crown, Yellowstone, Severance. And I don't know about the Critics' Choice Awards in terms of like, how they lean. With the Emmys, they tend to be kind of predictable. But with the critics, I'm not so sure severance could take it because i know Mm -hmm. that was a critic's favorite um diego luna is nominated which is wonderful but bob odenkirk is also nominated for battle castle so it's gonna be tough competition but getting the nomination regardless is a -hmm. triumph i think
6: yeah, I agree with that, I, especially for Star Wars. And and, and we are not uh, looking down, no one's looking down on any kind of visual effects nominations. No, of course and not. And, and I definitely know that's not what you meant. But yeah, I mean, we are talking about the the quote unquote big ones the glory awards, the acting, the series, the directing, all those kind of things. Uh, fantasy, sci fi, historically, been kind of tossed out of that. Uh, You know, it, uh, Jackson's Return of the King was even a battle just to get that. And then. Yes, a show like Game of Thrones comes along and, and changes the game a little bit. And I think that's uh, what a lot of people look at in terms of awards for this. But Joseph, your thoughts on um, awards in general Star Wars, but uh, how much the franchise, again, I don't want to say needs, but having something that people look at as prestige, I don't think that's a bad thing for Star Wars. What do you think?
5: Yeah, I think for me, you know, we talk about our Star Wars buffet and I want Star Wars to have different flavors and tones. I want it to be everything like the, you know, early episodes of uh, Star Wars Resistance that is mm-hmm. explicitly for a younger audience to something like and or that is explicitly like, let's dive into these hard, painful issues of oppression, tyranny, democracy. Yeah. I want all those things. And and then you layer onto it just kind of the way the world works with um the, the the game of what is prestige,
1: mm-hmm. um.
5: And to me, it, it isn't about andor, you know, deserving or not deserving. It it's I I very much hope that andor wins andor wins andor. I went Luthan for a second andor. there. Uh, I hope andor wins. <laughs> I hope andor wins a ton at, at all these different awards. Um. I don't know if it will do a ton for Star Wars because I think it might just reinforce the see Star Wars can mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. be highbrow. And Andor is with all of its awards. Is it, this is more evidence that it is above this other lowly Star Wars content, which people mm. are always going to feel what they can they feel. I am trying to relax about it. Um, that's not the way that I am going to look at it. I want to look at it as a as a buffet with different styles of storytelling. Yeah, Andor's style of storytelling and its utter quality, um, absolutely, to me, makes it very award worthy. Uh, so I think for the critics choice in particular, I was trying to do a little bit of digging and I think the critics choice has had some ups and downs about like who the real voting members are. If it's uh, more journalists from traditional outlets or more new media internet pundits. And honestly, it's, it's hard to guess, uh, based on, uh, the reaction to Andor, you know, which of those kind of teams would, would be more likely to vote for Andor, um, I, I don't remember off the top of my head the sort of the Emmy cycle, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Disney make a choice to make a big push for Andor. We're in this yeah. time where the, the goals of, well, the goal of streaming is to make money, Uh but the, the how are we going to What numbers, what can we show our investors to make them think we're killing it (laughs) when it comes to streaming? And one of those tools is always, well, awards mean something. Their their status, they mean something to the creators getting other jobs, all all, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Disney is going to see the opportunity... Uh, with Andor and, and make a push. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of for your
6: consideration posters of Andor here in Los Angeles.
7: Mm-hmm.
6: There you go. I agree with that. And, and deserving. Uh, yeah, Jen, did you have a thought? Sorry, I cut you off.
7: No, no. I have one, one last thing. You know, Star Wars gets nominated for visual effects and sound because obviously it's like... It's on another level, their visual effects. I mean, they are trailblazing constantly. And that's why they they win, because they're excellent. But I think there's a lot of people, especially with the Oscars, where people voters have seen Star Wars as, oh, yeah, it's just got a bunch of visual effects, kind of ignoring the fantastic acting and stories that we have gotten Mm -hmm. year after year after year. I think of Mark Hamill with The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. I feel he should have gotten nominated for that performance. And he didn't because he was in a Star Wars movie. That's my theory, right? And so yeah. I feel like for the first time, Andor with Tony Gilroy behind it, and obviously everything that the whole package, finally, I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to get past that kind of uh, prejudice against Star Wars yeah. into potentially taking home an Emmy. I mean, that would be incredible. And I feel like it's, it's past due. Like mm. Star Wars needs to be winning all the awards because they're <laughs> always giving us great, great stories and performances.
5: Yeah, I really, really agree with that. Uh, Mark Hamill should have absolutely been nominated. Final thing for me is like, I'm happy to see Andor nominated for anything and definitely happy to see Diego Luna highlighted. But I also just think there's some really phenomenal performances depending on the categories of supporting actor. Yes. Um, certainly Andy Circus. But a huge thing for me is I would love to see Genevieve O'Reilly Uh, get some nominations and some awards i think her performance as mothma is really next level with Mm -hmm. that uh, amount of control and terror uh that she's showing it it's just amazing
6: stuff
7: fiona shah oh my gosh there's so many good performances what do we
6: do? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and even then, you know, you look even *House of the Dragon*. It's been weird to see who's getting the nominations in on one <laughs> side and not on the other, and you Ooh. know, and it's, it's always weird. Uh, awards themselves are, you know, I have a weird relationship to them. Uh, I love competition, I love the idea of winning, but also it's hard to put that to art. Um, mm-hmm. they also carry so much uh, weight, uh, and, and, and 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 or uh, winning or even being nominated, it does carry some weight, and uh, mm-hmm. it's an interesting relationship with them. So there you go. That is a look at Star Wars news. But before we get out of here, we got, well, we got a big this week in Star Wars history looking ahead to Star Wars past. First, on December 13th, 1975, 20th Century Fox officially gave Star Wars a go picture. And who could have guessed, other than maybe Alan Ladd Jr., that 40 years later, the franchise would still be going strong and releasing new movies, which is what happened on December 18th. 2015. That is what happened seven years ago when The Force Awakens premiered in the U.S. Cannot believe. We always say, time, man, as Bowie sings, I can't trace time. But, wow, that's a long time ago, but it was just yesterday. What are some of our favorite moments and memories from the release of episode seven, seven years ago, the end of this week, Jen?
7: It was a crazy time, and there was a lot of attention on us Star Wars fans in particular. I remember uh, I got contacted by some news organizations that wanted to interview me about <laughs> being a Star Wars fan, which was kind of <laughs> unusual. Yeah, at that time, uh, it's funny to think about it now because of how not just Star Wars but Marvel and and DC have really dominated the entertainment industry and kind of taken over. And we're we're now part of the mainstream, right? But back then. It was like, yeah, these Star Wars fans have been around Mm -hmm. since the beginning and haven't gone anywhere. Uh, So it felt very exciting. It felt like a new chapter for us fans. It also felt very communal to be Mm. able to go to the theater. And I think I went like three times, four times, maybe four times Mm. in the theater each time it was such a uh, it was almost like a religious experience to be able to mm-hmm. watch it amongst star wars fans a brand new movie not a re-release not a special edition not a let's do a fun night of a new hope no this was brand new um and mm. it just it was it was historic i mean it was not just historic as a fan it was historic as a movie fan right mm-hmm. um and I gosh, I look back on that time. My daughter was born. She's now seven, so that's the way I'm able to remember yeah. when the Force Awakens came out because it was it was a crazy time for me. She was only a few months old. It was mm-hmm. I was tired.
6: I love that. The, the number itself, those years as, as they keep uh, rolling on and are oh, you reeling in the years here? Yeah. It, you know, I think if you're 10 and Force Awakens comes out, you're 17. You, you're out in the workforce. <laughs> you're driving around. You got your own YouTube channel. <laughs> wow. Like you've grown up with it. It's it's fascinating. Um, yeah. I love what you're saying there too the event of it all. And I never want to lose some of the joy and the, just the surrealness around that release. Uh, we have talked about it times before, but like I, I my first showing was uh, I was blessed to, to go to a, a press event on the Disney lot, and I was driving there, like screaming, literally at a stop sign, screaming, "I can't! I get to see Star Wars! I couldn't, be- I couldn't believe it! It was surreal!" And it's we're only ten years after Revenge of the Sith, Clone Wars is gone, but but like. To actually feel that again, and now that first event set the template, right? Especially for us right. in the podcast right. side of the Punterty world, a uh, movie comes out, you get premieres, press, uh, you got to cover it. Um, okay, when are we going to record our review of it? And it starts to become that side of it, and this, all that was still in front of us, and so I was a little, I was just more excited to see the movie, and I, I want to remind myself of that. Every time a new Star Wars show drops or anytime once the movies come back, but anytime a movie is there, uh, I don't want to leave that behind. Uh, And that was, that's what I remember more than anything that particular day and that particular week uh, that mm-hmm. this was happening. And Jen, you're right. You know, the review the interviews, you know, you know, I think of that one of my favorite lines from season one of Schitt's Creek. Hey, you're pretty. What's that like? It just had that view of like,
4: <laughs> uh, you
6: know, Star Wars fan, huh? Like, what does that mean? And, and now, yeah. you know, seven years in, it is it is a way of life for so many people. It always was for many of us. But to kind of, uh, I don't know, to 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 uh, get to enjoy it and be part of it, uh, it was fun. It was fascinating. So, yeah, Joseph, your memories from that week.
5: Yeah, man. There's there's so many, and you're right. I, I just love thinking about the way time, our perception of time changes with our age, right? You know, mm. for us, seven years, Jennifer, you can you can mark it with a, a child. That's amazing. <laughs> That's you crazy. know, for me, yeah. I can kind of I can mark it with like a. Did I have that bookshelf in my apartment when <laughs> uh, when this came out? Like it, you're, but to think somebody who like uh, you know somebody who who is choosing to go to college is like mm. they were in high school and they. Are almost done with college like that's bonkers right uh so i always wrestle with those kinds of like the the time perception differences Mm -hmm. uh and how much our lives change all that um but for me i think the magic of that weekend you know since then It has become an understandable discussion about the nature of nostalgia, about um, the industry's desire to look back to anything that had been popular in in the past and and see if it can be sort of uh, revived. Mm -hmm. Um, But Force Awakens is one of the things that kicked that into high gear. So Mm -hmm. at that time, I remember that weekend for being the weekend where the impossible happened, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's not just there hadn't been a Star Wars movie in a long time. It's that George was out there on the red carpet for Revenge of Sith going, I did it. It's over. Yeah. Maybe a TV show. Bye. Right. Um. So the idea that Star Wars was back in the theaters at all, mm-hmm. the idea that the big three were in it, the idea that Harrison Ford wanted to play Han Solo. Nobody had a blaster to his head. He did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. It it was a different kind and a different level of excitement, and you know, it's so baked into the trailers and we talked about it at the time, the idea that the audience is going through what the characters are going through of we never thought we'd be back here. Uh, a, A long time ago really is for a lot of us now. It really was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. All that energy. Uh, I remember being so excited trying to buy my tickets uh, that I locked myself out of the apartment and my wife had to physically run to the theater because I couldn't get them online.
4: <laughs> oh, I remember um,
7: that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking this, about uh, that. It's
5: like the only time I've ever locked myself out of my apartment and just, mm-hmm. uh, is utter, utter, just like, I can't miss this. Um i so miss the arc light like in hollywood mm-hmm. um it's more than just a movie theater the the space was physically built to be this mm-hmm. celebration like the, the the lobby is this circle of energy yeah. with a bar restaurant on top looking looking down mm-hmm. um it, it, that it, it's a perfect space to to capture and celebrate film
6: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> and that I, I've been in that. I'd been in that lobby then. Since then, for you know, uh, Black Panther and for Infinity War and just a, a bunch of amazing times, but nothing, nothing like that. Just explosion of joy and excitement. And uh, like you know, I was walking through that, trying to enjoy and soak up all the joy, and also just not listen to anybody's speech, just in case somebody had a spoiler. <laughs>
7: right.
6: Yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saw the saw the film like three, three, you no, know, four times that weekend and you know yeah. it, it, my final memory is you know recording that the review uh ken and i did yeah. and and that review really kind of being the, the starting point of what force center would become about the way we wanted uh yeah. to talk about the film so lots of happy memories of that weekend
6: yeah forever thankful for that and and yeah you on jedi alliance with mark donica me calling in it just that's the- right uh, you know, we yeah, easy to say a similar time, but yeah, just uh, the template for what was going to come forward of how we discussed these things, not just only for us, but for the industry itself was being formed right then and there. Mm-hmm. So there you go, kids. We were there. We were there when Star Wars <laughs> Force Awakens hit theaters uh, seven years ago, December 17, 18, excuse me. 2015 all right that is a look back at star wars history and now we're going to look ahead to where you can find us we're on twitter at force center pod facebook page is force center podcast we're on instagram youtube as well as we said up top if you want to just head over there hit that subscribe button whether or not you spend a lot of time on youtube or not or maybe hey you are a youtuber and uh, you can watch every day hit uh, over there if you haven't already some cool things in Podcasts available in a lot of spots, including Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center always uh love having new patrons So we had this uh, week about three or four new people join and headed into that discord where they can talk about star wars with force center friends every day you can find me at kidnapsock go to my website kidnapsock.com you might be able to get them for the holidays if you want to book uh, a personalized copy of why we love star wars is available through my own store there on my website jennifer where can they find you
7: You can find me on, let's see, what social media sites am I on currently? I just signed up for Mastodon, at Jennifer Landa. uh, uh, Instagram, at Jennifer Landa. Facebook, uh, sometimes Twitter, but definitely on YouTube, at Jennifer Landa, where I'm posting reaction videos. I'm doing Willow reviews, recaps, and on TikTok, at Jennifer Landa 1138.
6: Good stuff, good stuff indeed. Yeah, we, we are on Hive Social at Force Center, but we'll we'll see uh, what's going on there. They're, they're right. some stuff settled and we'll, we'll all be back. Uh, Joseph, where find you?
5: You can find me on on all the social media that you care to visit. Yeah. Uh, Instagram yeah. is great, uh, at Joseph Scrimshaw. TikTok is great, uh, at Joseph Scrimshaw. The Hive Social, when it comes back, at Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, I'm still on Twitter, but man, it, it is changing as we record. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully... Uh, we will all have a good place to gather. You can also go to YouTube, and when you are clicking that button for Four Center, uh, you can scroll down to the bottom of our page and uh, see all of our own uh, personal channels as well. And I would love for people to visit me, uh, at Joseph Grimshaw, on uh, YouTube for all the stuff I got coming there as well.
6: Love that, love that. All right, that is it. So for uh, Andor and the awards, the Bad Batch team, and all those cute little animals that are going to survive Jedi Survivor, we'll see you next time here on Force Center.